Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Afternoon, Roxy Soxy. Good afternoon, Tam. Tam, how you doing? We just decided to do this impromptu podcast and just like see how it goes. Maybe we'll throw it out on a Thursday. Maybe we'll like Uh twice a week do this show. Maybe who knows if people want it, they should let us know. Yeah, it's all good fun. Why not try it out? See what the crowd wants. You know what? I've just been missing you. I've been missing talking to you. And I love having our guests on. But I realize like there's such an awesome dynamic between the two of us where we literally don't have to have any subjects to talk about. And yet we will be 45 (laughs) minutes in and we'll be like, we've been speaking this entire time. We're like the Seinfeld of podcasts. We We are just, yeah, we should just call ourselves women on Seinfeld. Oh, my gosh, that sounds way That came out wrong. I love it. I love it. No, you can't, you can't fake chemistry, can you? No. So what's been going on this week? I don't even know what week it is. I feel like we're just in this deja vu of like every single day, 14 months since, since the pandemic went on, started. I'm a little bit, um, like not happy with the fact that like now, cause I know you guys are still away. So you've been doing homeschool, but like, yeah, got our daughter back in school, but now it's almost summer break. So it's like, she's, been Oh, I know we're, we're like, coming the- back to Los Angeles to put her in for a month because I actually <laughs> said to Sean, I was like, I actually, she hasn't had any real connection with kids or her mm. friends. I mean, a few over here, but we still have to be careful. Like we don't know them, you know? Yeah. Um, so we're going to go back. And then you're right. Like, I, I feel like we've just been on one long summer break for a year and a half. Yes. It's literally been a huge summer break. And, um, basically, you know, they've been in school for like two minutes and now summer break is happening. I'm already getting asked by other parents, like, what camps are you doing? Like, what are your plans this summer? And it's like, I can't even believe it's already summertime, you know? I know. I know. I know. Are you a planner? But are you usually a planner? Like when it comes to like your kids activities in the summer? Cause I am not, I am like the last minute, like, Oh my God about you. Yes. Did you know? Oh my God. I'm like the last minute. Like, Oh my God. Yes. I have a friend who just texted me like last night and Uh she's like, please tell me your 
exact ex but like in all in caps right i'm like oh my gosh because she's such a planner exact dates and we capital w capital e need to figure this out tomorrow capital like capitals tomorrow oh my god oh my goodness like that is definitely not me um i will say that since we had um dr oman on who is that brain expert Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. the diagnosis adhd and all these other things so i'm Again, I haven't been diagnosed with that. I'm going in next week to, mm. oh my gosh, that's a whole thing in itself because they inject my brain with radioactive material. <laughs> that's what it's called. And I'm freaking out. <laughs> my health anxiety is like, what? Um, but I'm noticing that my ADHD, if that's what I have, um, gets worse when I have to plan things like mm. summer. And there's just a lot going on right now because there's so much going on. I'm finding it hard to plan. If that makes sense. Yes, because and it's also like the weird thing about the pandemic, even though, you know, we've been at home and like, you know, it seems like you have all the time in the world. You mm-hmm. actually don't like and and no. I feel like for me, because I'm not a good time management person. That that's why I'm always true. late. Yes. Are no. you really always yes. late? I am always late, always late. And not because like I don't respect Are other you? people's time or anything. It's because I have the worst time management skills in the world. Like That's the so world. interesting because I feel like when we were shooting this show in person, mm-hmm. you were always there before me, always. And I don't feel like, like, for example, when you have to give your notes in on time, like even mm. for this show, you're always like a day early. Like, I don't know if it's because you know that you have your kid later that you're not going to be mm-hmm. able to do it. Or maybe you enjoy your night so much that you don't want to be working at night. Or I don't know. But like, for me, I feel like it's like, 9 30 at night <laughs> 10 o'clock and I start listening to the show and it has to be uploaded an hour later like that is that is not cool that's like cutting it really fine <laughs> you like to live on the edge you like to live- know no I think for me too like the reason why I think I do it when she sends it is because I know I'm a gonna forget like I'll yeah. forget to do it and then I'll be like oh shit it's like you know now it's like nighttime and I have to figure out, but I also, I have the night shift usually like with the childcare yeah. set. Yeah. Same, so, mm-hmm. you know, so I had to like, okay, I've got to like maximize. I try to get as much work done during the day while she's at school mm-hmm. as I can. Mm-hmm. Does that always happen? No, but like, you know, I try to do it at that time, but then I always just forget like if I don't get it done, you know, it's interesting about time management because I saw, um, a girl that I am an acquaintance of Jana Kramer. She was, um, we met through Johnson and Johnson and I was watching her stories and she mm. had a story today that said, you know, I always, I'm always early for things. Um, mm. You know, I feel like if you are on time, then you're late or are you like number A or number B? Mm. And I would say, I would say for the most part, I'm on time because, you know, my job with filming, you can't really mm-hmm. be late because right. if you're late, it's like it is such an issue. And if mm-hmm. and if you're the person who's holding up production, you mm-hmm. don't really get hired again. Like, right. people know, yeah, people notice that. And like, you know, if you're if you're on uh, a radio show or mm-hmm. whatever, like you have to be on time. So I would say I'm like I would say I'm like five minutes early, which is probably considered that's good late in a way. No, but I, but I'm good. not I don't make people wait for me, but it's probably just because it's been so ingrained. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't know. Los Angeles has this. I do feel like it has this like 
ego, you know, mm-hmm. people just kind of show up when they want to show up. It's mm-hmm. kind of like they're not thinking of, you know, maybe it's not good to show up to the party an hour late. That that might not make the other person feel good. Like mm-hmm. people are very self-serving as a generalization mm-hmm. in Los Angeles that I feel like people in Los Angeles are always late. Yeah, no, it's definitely true, especially like in the entertainment field. It's like you're saying, like, I think it's also like a status thing. Like if you're mm-hmm. able to be late, like, to, especially to like a work meeting or something like that, then maybe you you are perceived to have like a higher status because you're the boss and you can come in whenever you want. And like, you know, that kind of a thing. I think there's definitely that too. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also really bad traffic in Los Angeles. Uh, <laughs> but you should plan for that then. It's true. It's true. But sometimes, you know, I'll be driving and I'm like, oh my God, wait, it's already taken me like an hour to get from like one side of the other. When you think it's going to take, it technically should only take maximum like 30 minutes to get across town. But because of our traffic here, and you know what? Like, yeah, out the traffic is so bad again, Tamman. It's like yeah. how it was Ugh. before. See, um, in Austin, it's 15 minutes to get anywhere. That's like the the running joke. It's like, how long is it going to be? 15 minutes? How long is it going to be? 15 minutes? You know what I like about Austin? And mm. I do, I, I am missing California because mm. um, there's something about it that is akin to like, you know, the dreamers, like everyone yeah. who goes there has a dream. I mean, other than if you were born there and your family's from there, but a lot of people are transplants. And when you get there, you're like, you know, I've come here for a dream and it's something mm-hmm. greater. And there's all these people with a lot of hope and, you know, but sometimes that hope doesn't happen. And well, I mean, the dream doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. So the hope kind of goes and then you're left with a lot of bitterness that is sometimes the things that you'll find. Um, what I find about Austin is there's not that shit fight, like, excuse my French, you know, like in some of these bigger cities like a New York and a Los, a Los Angeles, and I'm sure mm-hmm. like a Chicago, whatever, it's like to get anywhere is just an ordeal, you know, like yes. to park, to, you know, get in, sitting in traffic. And I think that's why a lot of people are really mass exiting some mm-hmm. of these bigger cities, because after this pandemic, they realize that, you know, they don't want their life to be everything to be such an ordeal. And they don't want to have to sit in the car mm-hmm. and, you know, for two hours it takes to just go across town when somewhere else it could take like 20 minutes and like all that wasted time. I think there's a mass exodus going on and it's because people are realizing that some of the things that these big cities used to give them mm-hmm. maybe is not what they want anymore. Yeah, it turns into a quality of life issue. It's like, do you want to live in a place where you can – you know, slow down maybe a little bit, enjoy life, you know, not feel like, because I know for me, when I'm in Los Angeles and in New York, especially when I'm in New York, because we used to live there, I always felt like I was running to get somewhere. Like I was always running to get somewhere. And it's like nonstop, you know, rat race. And so like, I do see like today I opened up Instagram and another influencer friend, they're moving to Nashville, like made the announcement. And there have been so many of those announcements. So many people are leaving, you know, and, and it'll be, I guess we'll see if they make a return or if they end up staying there. I mean, I guess I'll see how it works out. I think also money too, Mm -hmm. you know, you work so hard that you want your money to go as far as it possibly can. Mm -hmm. And when you're, you know, Austin's actually a lot more expensive than I thought. I think that the home prices are uh, in a way cheaper and there's no state tax. Mm -hmm. Um, So obviously that saves you money, but like pound for pound, when you go to a restaurant, you know, your coffee's still $5. It's still $5, maybe a dollar more in in LA, you know, which is Mm -hmm. so crazy these days. It's that expensive. But like when you work so hard and you're spending so much time like even away from your kids and you're working so hard you want to like try to see your bank balances go up Mm -hmm. and we're going to talk to a money expert and I'm so excited but 
um, you know, it's nice to see savings. Mm -hmm. And we in these bigger cities, you go there and you're spending so much money Mm -hmm. just to live, just Mm -hmm. to get by, just to get to the next day Mm -hmm. that I think people are like enough. I want to see I want to own my own home now. I don't want to rent anymore. I don't want to spend an astronomical amount of money on rents and not even in a big place, like in small apartments sometimes. Like it's just so crazy, you know? And I think people are also, because of this pandemic, wanting space Mm -hmm. and wanting like, you know, if they're spending so much money on a house that doesn't have a lot of space, they're wanting to be around, you know, the environment and wanting to be outside with their Mm -hmm. kids. And you can't always have that when you're in a big city. Yes. And just like, like you're saying the day-to-day expenses, it's almost $5 for a gallon of gas here now. It's crazy. It's crazy. And groceries are so expensive here now too. It's like, yeah. just to do like things like that. I mean, it's just like your day-to-day living should not cost that much. You know, it just shouldn't. And makes, yeah. And it makes me angry that like even mm-hmm. healthy food, and we have so many health experts on the show is like, healthy food and food without additives or preservatives or whatever is more expensive. So of course, a family of four who's working really hard and trying to save would go to a McDonald's where it costs like a dollar for a burger, but like a happy, like a, maybe a meal is like five 99 and you get, you know, fries, a burger, like, you know, you're, you're being drawn to whatever's the cheapest. Right. Mm-hmm. And unless we make healthy food more accessible for everyone, um, then people are just going to keep going down that path. And it's hard to like have a better life. And even talking to Dr. Shivali mm-hmm. the last week or so, um, it's just, it's hard because, you know, when you're putting stuff in your body that isn't good, how does, how's that going to affect your mental health? Yes, it totally does. And I didn't realize until we had had some of these experts come on the show is that so much of your mental and emotional health is tied into what is in your gut and like what you are consuming and, and vice versa. You know, it also affects your emotions and your thoughts. And like, it it just, the whole thing is so connected that it's like Mm -hmm. in order to improve one, you have to improve the other. And it goes like both ways, you know, you like mentally and emotionally, you know, you have to be at a certain level. And then, you know, the things you're putting in your body, it's the same thing, you know, or you're going to have that inflammation and all those bad thoughts and things like that. It's hard though. (sighs) When life is so busy and Mm -hmm. we've got so much going on, it's hard to like, even know where to start. Like I know I eat well and I exercise and I take vitamins or whatever, but I know I could be better. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's almost like I don't even have the, the energy or the mental capacity to like really clean up my diet. You know what I mean? And I, and again, I eat gluten-free. I don't have dairy. We're vegetarian pretty much. Um, I'm really careful, but I know like I don't have to have as much probably fat in my diet or whatever, Mm -hmm. and not to lose weight and to Mm -hmm. be thin, but to feel better. Mm -hmm. But it's almost like, how do you have the energy to take care of yourself? You don't. That's the thing. We're spent. We're spent. You know, it's like, don't have any energy. I mean, we give so much. Like we were talking to Dr. Shafali about this whole notion of like, especially as moms, we are meant to live and die by the sword of our kids. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. the more self-sacrificing we are, the better moms we are and like the better people we are. And we're so expected to just give and give and give and give and give and give until there's like nothing left for us. So it's like that last little push that we need to give ourselves isn't there because it's like, you know, we don't have the energy to do it. We don't have the, we're not like nourishing ourselves properly. Like mentally, emotionally, you know, even physically to, to be able to do that. 
Yeah. No, it's, it's hard. Yeah, it's really hard. It's hard. So what are you thinking about for summer? Like, what are you guys, what are you guys going to do? So <laughs> more of the I same. Know. I know people, people aren't traveling, right? I mean, I see people on my Instagram and they're like in Puerto Vallada or, you know, wherever the heck they are or like Tulum, everyone's going to Tulum. And Tulum. I'm like, do people feel safe? Do people feel safe to travel yet? Cause I know I don't. Like, I think, okay. and I'm vaccinated. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. I mean, I think, yeah, I've seen a lot of people traveling internationally. I think there's like a, a bug and an itch, you know, to like kind of go somewhere and do something. I mean, I'm not sure how I feel about international travel yet. I mean, I think we are going to be going on a plane this summer for like the first time since the start of the Okay, pandemic. to Boston? To Boston, yeah, to Boston. Um, and then I think to New York for work. So, I think, I think we'll see how it plays out. I mean, according to like the, my friends who have flown, they say that it feels very safe and, you know, mm -hmm. it's very clean and they really weren't worried about it. But I think um, because we'll be taking our daughter, like it'll be a little more nerve wracking for me because she's too young to be vaccinated, yeah, yeah. you know? So that is a concern for me. Plus, you know, obviously there'll be people on the plane, I'm sure, who aren't vaccinated. So mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> I don't know how that's going to play out. But I think, I don't know. It's it's for me, too, like as far as like childcare goes over the summer. I think, you know, I think I was telling you this before, but I'm very much like a last minute person when it comes to mm -hmm. like booking camps or like booking because mm -hmm. mostly because we don't really even know like exact dates of sometimes of like right of course know, and when you live this kind yes. of nomadic lifestyle which people don't understand and a lot of my friends don't get including some people not my immediate family but in my extended family they don't understand that like I might be going somewhere internationally for a job in two yeah. months, but I might not be. And people yeah, are like, yeah. what do you mean you don't know? It's like such a big thing. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I don't know because things fall apart. I don't want yep. them to fall apart. But like when you're in the middle of shooting, you can be in the middle of a movie and and it falls apart and you don't you don't make the movie anymore. Like oh, does people that happen? Does yeah, that happen? I mean, Was it hasn't it? happened to me, but it's happened yeah. to a lot of people I know. Or you can like be cast in something and recast. That happens to people all the time. So like, okay, so like they'll get cast for something and then like just all of a sudden like the studio, like whoever will be like. Okay. Yeah, money will be pulled like all of a sudden the um, the investors, someone will yeah. pull out and all of a sudden they won't have enough money and it will stop. I mean, it happens all the time. Our business is so. Um, volatile yep. that it's really difficult to like really know what you're doing with your life. And yeah, you end up living that nomadic lifestyle. Wow. So you kind of just have to adapt to it, right? It's like, you yeah. just kind of have to, you know, see that the chips fall where they may, but like, I know. So they'll like le legit, like start like a film, like, you know, production on a film. And like I mean, stop I wouldn't say all the time, but definitely a lot of the time or yeah. they'll run out of money. So like they'll be three quarters of the way through and yeah. they'll be like, oh, shit, we don't have enough money to fi finish this <gasps> film. And again, recasting happens all the time, too. Like you can be cast in a TV show. It happened mm -hmm. on Pretty Little Liars. Okay. Um, the Toby character, uh -huh. he was another person in the pilot and they recast him. And, you know, which is oh. so sucky. I mean, it's sucky for the person who got recast because right. that was life changing for Keegan, who played yeah. um, who played Toby. So, right. you know, it's 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 a very. um Again, I go back to that word volatile and you can't really plan anything. So we're trying to figure out schools and, you know, for the yeah. fall, but we really don't know. Cause if I do do this job internationally, I could be gone from three to nine months. Yeah. So, so yeah. Cause you, and you, again, you don't really know if you're planning don't on. Don't know. 
Yeah, exactly. Wait a minute. Hold up. What was the backstory about about the recast on Pretty Little Liars? They're actually, honestly, I don't think it was anything salacious or weird. Uh I just think, I'm trying to really think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the guy who did the pilot, Uh who played Toby, was the loveliest guy. Uh And we had such great chemistry, like, as, as brother and sister. And then they just recast him. And you never know, you know, sometimes it's like because the person has a conflict like two months later or because the person doesn't necessarily look like the other lead character or they didn't test well, like people didn't like their characters. And testing means um, they show the pilot to a room full of people and then they say yes, no, yes, no. And, you know, you're at the mercy a lot of the time of other people's opinions about whether you'll be stay on a show or not. That is stressful. You know, because it's really Very. not in your control anymore. Not in you your know? control. Mm-mm. Wow. So, okay, so no gossip then about why the recast happened. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's lots of other gossip we can talk about. I know. I know about that. I think, I think you should give our audience a PLL jewel because you know they love it. Give them a good jewel. What's a good, like, something they might not know? I mean, I wouldn't say all the time and I wouldn't say who it was but Uh there was like a restaurant Uh I don't know if this was I don't know if it was Pretty Little Liars or if it was like because I've done so many episodes of things I'm like what 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 show is this (laughs) um but a lot of the times like people will go to lunch and Mm -hmm. go and have like drinks Uh and like go have fun and then go back on set and everyone's like just a little loopy you know I mean that's kind of the most I mean, again, Lindsay Shaw uh, talked to us when she was on the show. We'd, I'd love to have her back about her having, you know, drug and alcohol issues. And you could definitely tell that could something you tell? was. Okay. Yeah, you could definitely tell that something was going on. And I, I'm, it breaks my heart for her because I wish that she was able to talk to someone or talk to one of us. And mm-hmm. and I didn't, I don't know if it was handled that well. You know, when people see someone suffering, you can't really tell that they're suffering. It just looks like they're being obnoxious in a way because they're like taking drugs or alcohol. Um, But that's not what was happening. She was obviously going through a lot. And um, I just wish that she had, you know, been able to get the help that she deserved and needed. Was she able to like do her lines and stuff and still function like professionally? Yeah, that's the funny thing about actors. Like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of functioning addicts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have never been one of those because I'm just so afraid of fucking up. Mm -hmm. And I just would, you know, people's my, you know, just being a good girl, which is what we've learned through a lot of these experts was Mm -hmm. so important to me. So like, I just didn't want to fuck up. I didn't want to be a fired you know, my job was also really important. So I just never, ever, ever did that. Wow. So you never really drank in, like on set or anything like that? I definitely drank, but not on set. Oh, no, I would okay. never. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm actually not. A, I'm actually I actually could be a drinker because I love how it makes me feel, which is oh. like it takes away my anxiety. Oh. But I never would be. I don't like to go past a certain point when I start to feel out of control. I don't mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah. So like after one or two drinks, like I'm good. I like I, you know, I had three drinks about a month ago and I felt very out of control because I just felt really drunk mm-hmm. and I don't like that feeling. I don't like to not know what's happening or what's going on or what I'm saying right, that right. I don't like. Yeah, because it makes you feel out of control. It you does. Know? I like the calm aspect, but then yeah. I don't like to feel out of control. Yeah, yeah. That, and then the next day isn't so fun sometimes. I know. You know? As you get older, it's just like, <laughs> holy butt balls <laughs> yeah what is like the deal why do these hangovers like they just want to hang on they We're don't want to go old oh it's such a bummer do you it's- feel like life is just going so fucking fast all of a sudden 
I do. I do. Or is it like you felt like that for a while? Well, you know, I feel it's going faster. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. You know, definitely as I get older, I feel like it goes faster. But in the pandemic, it was a bit of like a time warp, you know, because of the kind of groundhog day feeling of every day, basically. But now that it's starting to pick up, like, look, we're almost halfway through 2021. It's just crazy. No, it's crazy. It's crazy. And it's like, okay, so like we get halfway through 2021. So now there's been this whole, you know school year for our kids now it's like summer and then it's like now they're going to be in second grade next year and it just it literally blows my mind you know I don't know what happened I don't know if it's because we're doing less Mm -hmm. so it feels like it's going faster right or when you get older time seems to move because I remember being young and it would take forever like a year just took forever, right? Like to get a year older to have your birthday. I'm just like, how can my birthday? I just had my birthday, you know? Yeah, totally. Oh my God, it's so funny. My daughter now, she wants to be old so badly. Like she wants to be the oldest one and all this stuff. And I'm like, girl, you better enjoy being young. I'm I know, like, I know. Want to be young when you get older, you know? know? And you know, it's weird because like I, I've really been trying to work on my inner peace with getting older and it's not easy I feel like you know the messages we've had from very early on is like being old I know you say it's a privilege but we haven't ever had that narrative thrown at us it's never been like in our culture it's not like oh really look up to people who are older Mm -hmm. you know we dispose of them we put them in old age homes like we don't you know they're not really part of society my mom wrote this amazing book um you know uh, i'm now called a senior what the fuck that's literally the title i love it I love and it. it's you know her little log line is like from inspire from retire to inspire mm-hmm. and she wrote the book and i'm so proud of her but she wrote it because she started to feel invisible you get to a certain age and it's like gone it's like senior special but like gone or like the t- like things aren't being made for you the world isn't designed for you and it's especially our culture too it's like getting older is like when you start to not be seen so like we're obviously getting you know people are getting botox and fillers and they're trying to like you know be seen by the world and they're just not no but it is true what you're saying about like i think a lot of it does have to do with like the cultural aspect because they know in my dad's culture you know he's pakistani and they take care of their elders you know elders are like meant to be respected and they come and they live with you at a certain point you know and it's like they're so revered in that Mm -hmm. culture and you know it's funny too my aunts and like the older women that I know in that culture Mm -hmm. I haven't used Botox and haven't used you know Mm -hmm. different things to their face you know they just sort of like let nature sort of I mean they creams and things like that but topical but like they just sort of let nature take its course and it just mm-hmm. is really interesting to me that in this country and I think too because we're in this entertainment business mm-hmm. so much of an emphasis is put on you know our looks and mm-hmm. going backwards in time you know not really going forwards but we don't ever see that's not true I feel like we don't see a lot of aging gracefully on camera. Nope, we don't. So it now becomes the new normal. So every person is trying to play catch up all the time because all our A-list stars have 
done something to their face and no one discloses it because it's like this weird illusion that we're meant to like buy into, which is like, everyone just looks like this. Our skin loses collagen, which starts losing collagen at 25 years old. Mm -hmm. And by the time we hit 40, it rapidly goes down Mm -hmm. and sugar accelerates it. They don't really talk about that. And the sun sun gives you more wrinkles, but it's like, because the collagen will start to leave from your face. And if you see people who don't, most of the time they're doing something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. It's true. They are doing something. And it's like, you know, we hear the thing, you know, because I talk to people a lot on the red carpet and I, you know, people want to know, like the audience. Like, how do you look so know. good? And they're like, yes. oh, I sleep. I drink water. Like water. It's like no exactly. one's saying, no one's saying, oh, I got this exactly. like really, really intense peel that rips my face off for two <laughs> weeks. Like exactly. I'm doing laser treatments. I get Botox injected into yes. my cheeks. I've had an eye under eye surgery like no one says that and so what happens is our girls who will grow up inevitably will be like oh why don't I look like that right no it's true and then they are filled with a sense of like unworthiness and and self-loathing because that's what they see you know and they know they feel like they can't compare to it which is really sad so yeah I don't know I mean the whole thing I mean obviously to each his own whoever wants to do what they want to do to their face or their body go for it. But I don't know, for me, I just, it's really hard. I kind of want to maybe stay without doing in charge. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I could change my mind tomorrow. Like, here's the thing. It could go either way, you know, but I haven't done anything yet, but maybe I will in five to 10 years, you know, I, you know, tomorrow who knows but i feel and you can tell me if i'm wrong i feel like the only reason you're not doing injections is because you hate needles yes i really like if you weren't afraid of them you'd be like sure (laughs) i am so freaked out of needles and you have seen that firsthand yeah yeah don't like needles so yeah there's that (laughs) i mean maybe topically like i I definitely want to do more micro needling i think that's great it's like little needles that go into your face and it helps like the skin wake up through collagen and um um, you know, it, it, it creates like little, uh, abrasions in your, in your face mm-hmm. that you you produce more collagen. I like that. I like that theory behind it. Um, I but I think we also need to work on the inside because, yeah. you know, I think that's probably, I don't know. Can you get things, can you get treatments done to your face, Botox fillers, whatever, and love yourself internally? Can you have both? I mean, I think that, okay, here's the thing. I mean, another way to look at it too, is like Botox fillers, things like that. Or why are they not like the same as like getting your hair cut and colored or, you know, putting on makeup or, you know, kind of other things that people don't necessarily question, you know, like just because people get their hair, you know, and hair and makeup done, let's say people don't say, oh, but do you love yourself on the inside? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like maybe those things are just like, you know, doing like haircuts and colors and, and things of that nature. But I mean... I think, I think it's all perspective too. And like intent. And are you, if you're doing it for yourself, truly for yourself, I think you can love yourself still and, you know, and, you know, be, be fine with that. But if you're trying to do it for other people, right? then I think that's where the kind of the problem lies. Then I'm not quite sure if it's, you know, if you're, if mm-hmm. you're loving yourself as much, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's hard. I don't know. I, I, I've, totally working on trying to the internal stuff and it's it it is it takes time like it doesn't happen overnight like Mm -hmm. sometimes I feel like I don't look good and I'll say you know but you're worthy because of x y and z and you're enough and you know but sometimes you still 
want to look good, you know, yeah. because it's just like so ingrained in us to be look pretty, pretty, mm-hmm. pretty, 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 pretty. And I don't know how that narrative's ever going to stop if we're still putting that out there. Like I spoke to um, this uh, what your friend. I went to mm-hmm. his house, mm-hmm. um, the couple that, you know, and mm-hmm. he is a plastic surgeon. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, we had drinks with them. He said to me that our, I actually like our brains can tell what's pretty or not, because it's oh. like about symmetry okay. and about specific features that like even they've like done studies on this, that our brain knows what is what is attractive and what's not attractive. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And like it, it, it gives us pleasure when it sees a certain look on someone. And when you, you know, see like you get, you, if someone's like attractive, it's almost like you give them more opportunity. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's just, this is, this has been going on for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Like it's all about that. So it's like, how do we change maybe what's, innately in us as humans to notice what is pretty and what is not pretty and just like not even have that as part of the equation it just like it is like this person has this hair this person has this yeah. hair this person has this size this person's this size like it just isn't about being pretty or not pretty it's just it just is well if it's that ingrained in our brains too and it sounds like it's part of evolution can you even change it you know right. i mean it's like if it's already there i mean maybe Maybe it's you realize it's there and then from there you make the decision to, okay, you know, go one way or the other. But like, I think it's really hard if it's like already ingrained. I mean, I don't know what that would take to undo that. You know? Yeah, you see like an attractive guy walk past you. Yeah. Like, oh, he's or a girl. That's an attractive guy. That's yeah. an attractive girl. Like you notice it straight away. Right, right, right. And you, know? you do. You gra- I mean, I see where that is. I see like gravitating towards, you know, that sort of you know, the beauty, you know, the beauty aspect yeah. and like who you find attractive. And, you know, beauty is different for each person. It's not like there's only just one standard of beauty for everybody. But like I can see wh- where, you know, if beauty resonates with you in a certain way, like being gravitated and attracted towards that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But why does it make it <clears throat> like it's almost like beauty gives power. Like why do we make it powerful? Like, you know, like why can't we just see it mm-hmm. and then not make it mean something like because right. because we do like models it's i'm sure it's a hard job like i've you know mm-hmm. been on photo shoots is exhausting but they their job is because they were born that way right it's not like something that you work for you have to go to school for it's not a skill set i mean yes i do look i do think modeling in some way you have to know how to stand you do not have to and i'm not putting modeling down right. but it is just a, it is a job just based on what you look like right right You know what I mean? And you get money paid Mm -hmm. for how you were, you literally are born. The genetic glory. And if you look at it, if you, yeah. And if you have a a face that is considered attractive, Mm -hmm. you have the opportunity to make money based on that face, not based on anything else. Right. Yeah. The only thing um, that is a little bit like, I think turning the tides a little bit is that I'm noticing a lot of the modeling agencies now are um, incorporating more more like real, Mm -hmm. yeah, more representation and more sort of what they call which is kind of silly, but real looking people, like people, right. like everyday real looking bodies. people, right. your real right. bodies, right. and which it should be anyway. I mean, that should be beautiful anyway. But, um, but yeah, so I see like where the tides are turning, and I see more like the campaigns now with designers mm-hmm. and things like that, and brands 
or incorporating, you know, women and men of all, you know, shapes and sizes. And um, but isn't their face always looking the same kind of way? You know what I mean? Like you'll have, you know, you'll have a plus size model, but Mm -hmm. again, her face Mm -hmm. looks stunning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, but can we, can we have people modeling that, that symmetry isn't there and they just look, I mean, like just normal, you know what I mean? Like, like why, why, I think you're getting, I think you're understanding my point. My point is, Mm -hmm. you know, we are giving models opportunity because of their looks. Mm -hmm. Why don't we just put all different types of looks on yeah on display like that yeah Yeah. it should be it should be right and actually in some ways I almost think that that would help the clothes sell better because you see what it actually looks like on somebody like whereas when I look at like an ad campaign if it's like your kind of typical 5'10 110 pound you know skinny Mm -hmm. thin beautiful model I know that oh my god yeah the clothes look amazing on her because she looks like a clothes a clothes hanger but on me those clothes are I already know that that's not going to look like that on me so I'm already kind of thinking to myself well it looks good on her but I don't think it's necessarily going to look that way on me so sometimes a lot of times I'll pass by and you know pass through and not get something but I think if they actually use people that looked like everyday people who we see mm-hmm. on a daily basis, mm-hmm. they can actually sell more clothes, you know? Yeah. I just, I like the way this is moving and mm-hmm. the direction it's moving in. Um, you know, I like the fact that our little girls will now see lots of different shapes and sizes mm-hmm. and um, people represented and, you know, different gender. I like, I think it's, mm-hmm. I think it's pretty cool. You know, I think yeah. I don't, I didn't, I didn't realize how stuck we were in the one way mm-hmm. now that everything's moving the other way. Yep. I mean, you know, I was like, oh, I didn't know that you walked into, like you watched things on TV and didn't feel like, you know, as a transgender person that you were ever represented. So mm-hmm. I think telling those stories is are wonderful, you know, yeah. um, we didn't ever used to tell those stories. So I'm, I'm, I like the fact that Phoenix will be like, oh, that person's transgender, that person's from this ethnicity, that person's disabled, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, it's, it's, it's the world and, and, yeah. and even America's made up of all different people, yeah. you yeah. know, and it's like, we yeah. can't just represent a certain type, you know, because then if any kid is not that type, then we don't talk about it. Yeah. Um, it becomes normal to them, which is what's so great, which is what we didn't have, you know, like and mental illness. Yeah. yeah. Mental illness too, all different types of it. Like people are coming out with all these different things that like bipolar is now not even something that's new. Like there's so many different things that people are struggling with. And mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, I didn't even know that was a thing. Like, I'm yeah. so glad that people are coming out and realizing that like the stigma is just destigmatize some of these, you know, these ailments or yeah. illnesses that we have. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's so great. And it just will only help people. I think that we talk about these issues and make them feel not alone, you know, and, and normalize the conversation that it is mm-hmm. totally fine to talk about mental illness and all these different issues, you know, it's like, that's, that's the point. And I think it'll end up saving lives, you know? Yeah. It yeah. really will. And um, on that note, saving a life, I better save my life and go pick my daughter up at school. Oh my God, you're leaving me. <laughs> yeah, no. I know. You're leaving me. Oh my gosh, can I tell you something? I wish yeah, you were here because I just bought um, all these canned wines. I was just like, I was so, 
uh, influenced by the packaging. The packaging was so cute. It was like $10 a, a freaking can. I was like <laughs> such an idiot. So I just bought all this wine and I'm like, who's going to drink it with me? Like, I'll I don't even know. Like, who's going to drink it? I've got all this canned wine in the fridge. <laughs> I don't even like, know. It sounds like there's going to be a party at your house tonight for secret. Yeah, just with me, just with myself. <laughs> so, but thanks, Rock Socks, for this extra episode. Thank you know what you. we should do? We should just like literally throw it out there Ooh, and see what people think like a secret episode uh-huh. on a friday <gasps> and then if everyone's like oh my gosh i love this secret episode we will do more do more episodes because yeah. i'd love to talk to you twice a week oh yeah let's do it we can we could totally do it so guys tell us um yeah. tell us if you want more episodes because uh we can provide that for yes you. <laughs> we can always give you more <laughs> and maybe the ones on friday can just be you and i recapping yeah. the week yeah, for 30 I think minutes. it's kind of cool. I think it's super fun. But maybe, maybe next time we will cocktail with that canned wine. Yeah, maybe Friday should be like cocktails with us. Yes, I think so. Mm-hmm. Do you have your canned? Is that canned wine? <laughs> no, it's a half dead grape soda. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. Well, next Friday we'll come armed with our next wine. Next Friday. Well, thanks Roxy Soxy. <laughs> thanks, and thanks you guys. Beauty. And don't forget to rate, subscribe and comment. And we are women on top official on Instagram and women on top podcast on Facebook and women on top on clubhouse. Yes. And I am Tamin Sursock. <laughs> and I am Roxy Manning. And we are women, women. on Hopefully with wine. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.